when we take total responsibility, we're choosing our healing and we're choosing to step out of disempowerment. We don't get all hung up on like, oh, I manifested myself a migraine. I'm such a bad person. I did this to myself and getting all upset because that's not actually taking total responsibility. Taking total responsibility looks like, okay, I'm seeing some things here. I'm really like bashing my head against something metaphorically going on in my life. And I'm refusing to look at it and refusing to heal it and refusing to see it. And I can see that I'm doing that and I'm taking total responsibility. And I'm doing that because there's some fear there, there's some unhealed trauma there, there's some resistance there, and so I'm resisting. My body is manifesting this chronic migraine because it needs to express the healing that it is looking for and yearning for within. And I love my body so much that I'm going to make a choice to do this healing within because I am empowered and I love myself. Do you see the difference? There is no, it's my fault and I did this to myself. This is only more victim mode. This is only more re uh, repeated patterns of self-loathing, you know, the opposite of choosing your healing. Welcome to Not So Chronic, a place where we discuss the real truth in healing ourselves from chronic diagnosis. My name is Sarah and I'm a self-healers coach for women who want to step into the healer and leader they are born to be. Think of this podcast as your radical guide in unleashing yourself from all the BS you were told and awaken yourself to your power, your worth, and your innate ability to heal yourself. Through our stories from suffering and diagnosis to real healing and transformation, we are the revolution. We are not so chronic. What we have been choosing creates our current life. And this current life has been enabling the continuation of sickness, symptoms, chronic diagnosis. So let's go back to the choosing. Let's get conscious of what we are choosing, what we are choosing to choose, what we're choosing to hold on to, what we're choosing to subscribe to. Because we have to ask ourselves, why are we doing that? And what are the needs here? Now with needs, I coach all about these needs inside the self healer Society. We have a powerful 21 day meditation course, which will guide you through these needs and why we have been choosing our current life setup, because it's deeper than what it seems to be on the outside. So what does it mean to choose my healing? Well, radically falling in love with ourselves, absolutely, as we redesign our life. This is choosing our healing, choosing ourselves. And to radically fall in love with ourselves is a practice, an ongoing practice, a practice of unleashing all the BS programming that says we're not in some way good enough, reframing and rewiring ourselves to let ourselves fall in love with ourselves and be in love with ourselves. Because ultimately, when we're choosing to manage the situation, deal with the symptoms and this kind of vocabulary, um, we're not radically in love with ourselves because we're still seeing the symptoms and the diagnosis as a threat or um, separate from us or 
coming to attack us, something that we have to manage, right? It's no coincidence that we're probably also managing many other areas of our life and people, maybe children and pets and things and chores and everything else. And the symptom, the diagnosis is yet another thing to manage, another thing to not have control over, (laughs) another thing that limits us in some way. So absolutely radically falling in love with ourselves Um, is the gateway as we choose our healing. Then also taking total responsibility. I can't um, scream this loud enough. Total, total responsibility. When we take total responsibility, we're choosing our healing and we're choosing to step out of disempowerment. When we take total responsibility, we don't get all hung up on like, oh, I manifested myself a migraine, I'm such a bad person, I did this to myself, and getting all upset. Because that's not actually taking total responsibility. Taking total responsibility looks like, okay, I'm seeing some links here. I'm let's I'll go for an example with the migraine. I'm really like bashing my head against something metaphorically going on in my life and I'm refusing to look at it and refusing to heal it and refusing to see it and I can see that I'm doing that and I'm taking total responsibility and I'm doing that because there's some fear there, there's some unhealed trauma there, there's some resistance there and so I'm resisting. My body is manifesting this chronic migraine because it needs to express the healing that it is looking for and yearning for within. And I love my body so much that I'm going to make a choice to do this healing within because I am empowered and I love myself. Do you see the difference? There is no, it's my fault and I did this to myself. This is only more victim mode. This is only more uh, repeated patterns of self-loathing, you know, the opposite of choosing your healing. We have our radical new choices, making radical new choices that are in alignment. This is choosing your healing. So you choose your healing every time you make a choice to nourish yourself in some way. I'm not only talking about food and consumption, but in any of the ways you nourish yourself. And you choose to do that because that is in alignment with where you're going and who you are now and this person who is already healed because you're becoming her, you are her. So you're choosing your healing and you're going to choose these radical new choices because they align with you because you are worthy. You know that you're worthy. You know that you're allowed. And I want to make a point here that as you make these choices and you choose your healing, this absolutely has the potential to trigger the hell out of people. Yeah, they'll get pissed. Um, as you make choices, you might find disturbances. You might find that you're creating like storms because you choose, I'm going to set a boundary here. Actually, I'm not going to let this person think that they can, um, call me and get my help and get my support all the time because I can see this as a pattern in my perfectionism and my oversharing, my overgiving or my, um, my way that I want to try and control and help everybody as a way to resist doing the healing for myself, right? This is an example. Maybe I'm always trying to help everyone else so I don't help myself. And I, I'm taking total responsibility 
I'm falling in love with myself. I can see this as a pattern. So I'm going to set a boundary and I'm going to tell these people that I'm not their mother and I'm not going to do this anymore. I'm setting some boundaries. Still definitely going to be friends. They can still reach out and get support from me, but it's not going to be like it used to be. This is a radical choice and this is in alignment with your healing. This is you choosing your healing. People will be pissed. They'll call all kinds of things. They'll say all kinds of things. But I'm going to come back to to that um, later on. But um, it's not important. What's important is you choosing your healing because you're done with that old narrative. That old narrative doesn't align for you anymore. And that's okay. It's allowed. So you're coming from this healed state from within. And you, the you within that already knows she's healing, she already knows she can heal this, there's this wise you, right? This intuitive you, the you who gets it, who sees the bigger picture and who knows this diagnosis, these symptoms are temporary. They are not so chronic. And she knows the inner healing is necessary and chooses to get on with it, right? Accept the mission. I accept my own healing mission. I accept that this is temporary. I'm choosing my healing. That's all what this looks like. Because my love's choosing to heal yourself, it really is a revolution in choosing to love ourselves. It really, really is. And we heal every single remaining mm, programming, whispers, words, thoughts, beliefs that says we aren't lovable or we're not enough in some way. And this is a revolution. It's revolutionary to go against matrix programming that says we need to buy all these things and then maybe we'll be good enough or we're not educated enough. We need to learn more. We need to be more. We need to look differently. We, yeah, all the ways, all the ways we're programmed. It really is. They've identified the core belief. They've identified I'm not good enough as a core belief. You know, they're smart. They've, they've identified it. And then all the programming and products and everything else that comes afterwards um, is all based around that. And none of that stuff heals the core belief. Why? Because if you heal the core belief, you're not going to consume anymore. You're not going to consume in matrix society. You're not going to believe that you need that cream or this thing or this other thing to be good enough because you're going to know you're already good enough. So of course it's not taught um, to love yourself. I mean, radically, really love yourself. Um, this is different to ways we might enable the chronic symptoms and chronic diagnosis under the pretense of loving ourselves. For example, I'll give you an example. I thought I was loving myself and choosing my healing when I let myself sleep till noon every day or some days. And I thought that that was self-care. Um, it wasn't. It, it, you know, it made brain fog um, a hell of a lot worse, fatigue, irritability. It messed up all my cycles, digestive cycle, sleep cycle, hormonal cycle, like just everything. And um, it wasn't me loving myself. It was me pretending I loved myself um, by actually harming myself. And this is a real thing. Notice if there are ways you actually are harming yourself um, and, and under the illusion that this is self-love because maybe we have learned that loving ourselves looks like harm and hurt. 
this is real. This is a real thing. Maybe we grew up this way. Maybe we have learned that love hurts and or that love comes with uh, consequences, right? So much going on here. Okay, what else? So um, if the illness and the diagnosis isn't actually the real reason that we might feel unlovable, incapable, or not good enough, this is huge. If we're going around thinking that and believing the fibromyalgia, for example, the Hashimoto's, the autoimmune, whatever it is, is the reason why I'm unlovable, is the reason why I can't do this and this and this, I can't create my life, or is the reason why I'm not good enough. This is um, an illusion, my loves. Actually, we already felt these things. We already felt these things way before even the physical manifestation of the symptoms, which are that physically manifested. The diagnosis is, I feel I'm unlovable, potentially for, for one person. We all have different core beliefs. That can be one person's like chronic migraine or chronic rash or chronic sinusitis or chronic uh, joint pain. I am unlovable and you're going to the doctor and you're not telling them I feel like I'm unlovable you're telling them there's this joint pain and I don't know why and then they give you something to cover it up and the core belief the joint pains like yo hello hear me I feel like I'm unlovable I'm manifesting I'm trying to I'm trying to help you see what I'm you know what what's causing this, what what you're believing there's an example okay so actually we already felt that we already felt whatever it was, our core beliefs, based on our programming, how we grew up, what we were told, what we learned. It's different for everybody. And it's deeply, deeply ingrained. And this isn't about parents. This is about just the, the widespread conditioning and brainwashing. All of us, we're all brainwashed and programmed, all of us. And then we go about now as adult women, believing that the diagnosis is the reason for the whole mess. <laughs> for all the misalignments in the whole life, it's because of the diagnosis. But as I was talking about needs earlier on, well, what if the, then that diagnosis is needed to perpetuate and enable everything else going on? If you're setting that condition for yourself, the diagnosis creates all this disharmony and imbalance in my life. Well, maybe you've, you know, there are some needs there for this disharmony. Maybe that's normal for you. Maybe struggle and pain is normal for you. Maybe that's what you learned growing up. Maybe that's what you learn is what life looks like. And now the diagnosis gets to continue that pattern for you. So you get to feel actually some sense of comfort because you're recreating your home life. These are all more examples, my love. We are all different. Okay. So now the symptoms of diagnosis, they're serving a role, a purpose, right? As they get to be the focus, the focal point for why I can't already be enough right now as I am. So it blocks our own healing. And not because it's incurable. It's not incurable. But because of the meanings we attach to it. So choosing our healing means detaching from all our attachments, reasons, con and conditions about the symptoms, the illness diagnosis. 
So when we choose our healing, we have to consciously detach from our attachments. Now I was heavily attached to fibromyalgia and all the 200 symptoms, heavily attached. And this looks different, um, but you know, for everybody, I can't stress that enough. These aren't blanket statements, right? But ultimately we all have core beliefs. Just our core beliefs are different. Hey love, if you're enjoying the show and you're ready to connect with self-healers, attend powerful coaching masterclasses and get access to restoring and revitalizing self-healing practices, head over to notsochronic.com. As a huge thank you for being here on the show, you get an exclusive Not So Chronic discount to join us in our membership exclusive to Women in Healing, the Self-Healers Society. You'll get all my best self-healing resources, group support, and powerful coaching all for you in your self-healing. You and your work in the healing arts will be guided, supported, and celebrated. And you will have the chance to come on the show for Women in Healing, ready to share their truth that healing happens. So head to notsochronic.com and join us in the Self-Healers Society. Okay, my love, back to the show. I had to go through some really challenging healing when I, I faced myself with the fact that I am attached to this diagnosis. I really am, and every day I'm choosing it. And again, this is taking responsibility. This is loving myself radically. Like, okay, Sarah, you're doing that. I can see that you're doing that. I still radically love and adore you. I really do because I know you're just trying to keep yourself safe. I know you're just trying to create some level of comfort and predictability and certainty. And that's why you keep choosing the same thing every day. And it's okay and I love you. And I'm going to release this attachment now right? And set myself free. Now, what about any benefits from the chronic illness and the chronic symptoms? Now, this can be triggering, but again, we are not in victim mode anymore. We are in, you know, self-empowerment mode. So what benefits could there be to me manifesting all this stuff? Well, for me, uh, the benefit was, look, I needed a way, there are many, many benefits, but let, I'm going to give you one example. I needed a way to scream and, and be obviously in distress because I still hadn't forgiven a lot of people for some stuff that had happened. And that's what I, when I say that, I'm talking about traumas, past traumas, unhealed traumas. I call it that thing that happened or that stuff that happened. We all have stuff, all of us. And so I needed to scream and shout and be like, look what you did to me. Look, I'm still hurting. You've moved on with your life, but look at me. And um, this was all subconscious. I didn't know this at the time, right? Um, so the benefit of me manifesting chronic pain every day, all the time, being laid up in bed, a potential benefit was I still got to say, see, look, look what you did. And this was me trying to validate my own emotional hurt and wounds still going on inside. Every time I manifested pain, I was telling myself, I, I'm here with you. I know you're hurting. I know you're still, 
you know, what they did was terrible and you're hurting and you're still there. You're still in that space. They've moved on, but you're still there and I get you and I'm here with you. This is like a, an internal dialogue going on. For me to radically heal myself and no longer manifest chronic pain in this particular example meant that I had to heal any part within myself that was looking to shout and blame and say, look, look what you're doing. Because if I have a wonderful life that's healing, healed and fantastic and fabulous, then there, I must have healed all that bitterness and all that trauma and all that you did this to me. All that victim mode is what it is. I must, because otherwise how can I embrace my life if I'm still holding on? And there was a lot of healing going on there. That was the healing. Yes, I did the self-care. Yes, I made some lifestyle changes. And yes, I, um, when I was in a flare, I did some yin yoga and I put some oils on. Do you know what I mean? So yes, all the healing modalities, 100% yes. Reiki, love it, love it, yes. And healing within the issues with the tissues what are the benefits what are the needs going on here why am i manifesting this not because i'm self-sabotaging myself or i'm somehow broken or whatever that is just old programming thank you very much drop it yeah no more we're unsubscribed to all that nonsense so my love are you willing to make the necessary shifts you know are you willing or do you want to continue to hold on to the life, the life that enables the diagnosis and the symptoms and the sickness? We have to ask ourselves this. Sometimes the pillars of our life, the pillars, the sort of work, family life, home, where we live, our family, like just all these different pillars of our life, these are actually some of the things we end up tearing down as we heal ourselves. And we have to ask ourselves, are these pillars enabling my symptoms, enabling my chronic diagnosis? Work, money, relationships, love, intimacy, free time and self-care and like the friends and the social life and what we do for fun and our home and our sense of comfort. Looking at these pillars, the pillars of our life. And yes, they might need to radically change as we heal ourselves. We might change them as we heal. We might heal ourselves as we change them. They might change automatically as a byproduct process of us healing ourselves. Or we change them and then we heal ourselves as an automatic byproduct of that. It's all totally linked together. So you might ask yourself, what is toxic in my life? What is toxic? in my life, what pillar, what area of my life is toxic, harmful, something that I've been choosing because there's some need there. Maybe I believe on some level that that's what I'm worth and allowed or that I won't get anything better. I always hear this a lot. You can hear that in relationships, romantic relationships, friendships and work and money, all areas. Well, I probably won't get anything better. I won't meet anyone better. So I'm just gonna put up with what I've got. This is lack and scarcity mindset. Now, I wanna to talk to you about the visionary, the visionary living, and you, the visionary. We are all visionaries, all of us. Whether we create a life of pain and suffering or we create a life of freedom and healing, both are visionaries, 
Both are visions and both are created from what we think about, focus on, believe about ourselves, believe that we're capable of, and then we go and choose that. So what is your visionary life statement? What are you choosing? Because I support my clients with their accountability in implementing their visionary life. And so then it's no longer a vision, it's their reality. So it's so funny because we are already in a visionary life right now. This is a visionary life. This life right now is, you know, wasn't in existence a week ago, a month ago, a year ago, 10 years ago, however long ago, this current setup, this current room that you're finding yourself in, this wasn't there. I mean, maybe unless you've been in that same room your whole life, but what I'm talking, I'm not talking about the room. Yeah, I'm talking about all the different intricate parts of your life setup is visionary. You created that. You create, you made the choices, you pulled in the people, you attracted in him or her, you attracted in this job, you saw the job ad online and you went for it. You chose it. Maybe you chose to quit work. You chose that. Everything you chose. And this now, this current life is a version of a visionary life. And there are infinite versions because ultimately as many as many choices that there are in the world are as many visionary lives you can make up for yourself. You are the, the, the screenwriter, you are. So I help my clients see the possibilities. So then they can undo all the habitual ways. You know, we set conditions on ourselves and we say, well, I can do what I'm doing right now but I can't change careers, I can't work in the healing arts, or I can't travel the world. Isn't that so interesting? Because the life you're living now is a visionary life. You created that. So if you can create this visionary life where you're doing one set of things, why shouldn't you be able to create that other visionary life where you're doing another set of things? It's just different choices. So I help my clients see that their visionary life statement is the accumulation of different choices and they get to feel them and you know they're going to make those choices now or not and then they'll make a different visionary life so i help my clients in dropping old narratives that don't serve them and they just hold them in the comforts of habitual fears and habitual ways of doing we're creatures of habit so yes living in pain and illness does turn into a habitual normal way of being it does it was absolutely normal for me so normal and more normal when i surrounded myself in the spoony society chronic illness um in you know chronic illness support groups and all that kind of stuff it became more normal because it was normal for all these people as well and we were all normal in pain and suffering together that a life without pain and suffering not only wasn't normal for us with chronic illness, it also just wasn't normal anyway. Because I could look at my life and say, when have I not been pain in pain and suffering? Way before the diagnosis. I mean, sure, don't get me wrong, I had happy, lovely moments in childhood, running through fields and making art and, you know, camping. Don't get me wrong, absolutely. But there was a lot of pain too. A lot of pain, neglect. And on some level, my brain had been wired of that being normal. Yes, that being normal. 
And then I rec- we recreate our childhood. We recreate what we believe is normal. We recreate that in our adult lives. So being willing to choose your healing really means one, taking radical responsibility. Radical. You are that powerful, my love. Two, no more blaming them for whatever happened and no more blaming ourselves for whatever happened and no more blaming ourselves for the current life. We chose it. We chose it. There's no blaming necessary. We're empowered. We chose it. And now we're going to select unsubscribe and we're going to stop choosing. We're going to choose something else. Number three, stepping out of victim mode, stepping out, stepping right out. Number four, get open to the idea that healing happens. Absolutely, that should be number one. Healing happens, we can heal. So when we're willing to choose our healing, it's because we know deep within the pit of our stomach, deep within the core of who we are, that healing happens and we can heal. This is not about luck. This is not about blind hope. This is not about a God or God's healing us and doing all the work for us. This is not about being chosen or selected or um, doing the right things and being rewarded with healing. Healing's not a reward. Healing is what you can do. Your body does it. Your body's been doing it the whole time. The body's been healing every time you like cut a nail or you hurt yourself or you bruise yourself. You get a tummy bug and you you get diarrhea or whatever. You get some kind of sickness. Your body heals it. You can heal. We can all heal. And the label of it being chronic and incurable was made up. And it was made up because they found that, oh, we can't formulate a pill or a cure in Western sense, conventional sense, to heal this affliction. Therefore, it's incurable. That's just an ideology. And we're unsubscribing to that ideology. No, thank you. Doesn't serve us. We are healers. Number five, we've got to get willing to go there. Yeah, go there to the places that we've shut off and we've shut down. Absolutely. If there's a lot of trauma there, we're going to work with a professional, aren't we? We're going to choose to empower ourselves and work with a professional and support us in healing that trauma. We're going to go there. And if we are feeling like we can go there and we, we're not needing that support, great, we can do some journaling, we can meditate, we can find other professionals who are not in the scope of trauma, but they are in the healing arts and maybe their work will support us as we go deep into these core issues. If we're feeling safe to do so at all times, do it when you feel safe to do so, to go there, to see this hurt that you, we have been subconsciously still holding on to. Maybe a mother wound is there. Maybe um, abandonment is there. Six, giving ourselves every, every permission. So when we get willing to choose our healing, we give ourselves every permission. And this is really linked with our intuition practice as well, because it's not necessarily healing to give ourselves all the permission that we make poor choices, choices that are harmful. We have the permission to do that. I'm allowed to go and eat meat if I want. I'm allowed to do whatever I want. I'm allowed to stay in bed all day if I want. I'm giving all myself that permission, but my intuition practice and my deep sense of love and and worthiness for myself means that I don't make those choices. I can, but I don't make those choices. So this is what I mean here. 
we give ourselves every permission to do whatever we want and we cultivate the intuition to know what we want and know what is healing and make those choices and seven we're rewiring ourselves to believe totally that we are worthy we are special we are important we are wanted we are valuable we are precious we are magnificent and we are so so powerful if there's any cringe there write these mantras down write these affirmations down this is the real healing this this is the whole point if there's awkwardness here if you can't say i am precious i am magnificent why can't you say it explore that because this is where the healing practices come in practices like yoga it's not about the stretch right it's not about the breath or the mindfulness these are modalities these are great they support the body but this healing that i'm talking about it's not about the biology healing fight and flight blood circulation or like lengthening muscles and strengthening all that stuff is really cool really important super super helpful but when we heal the real stuff when we heal any lingering self-doubt, when we heal any remaining self-loathing, when we heal shame, guilt, blame, distrust, yeah, when we heal hate, when we heal fear, insecurity, when we heal this need to overgive all the time, when we heal lack, scarcity, when we heal um, like a sense of worthlessness, boredom, when we heal judgment, criticism, loss of identity, loss of inspiration, when we heal codependency, when we heal self-destruction, resentment, control, procrastination, when we heal powerlessness, this is it and all this stuff this is the deeply ingrained programming and what we have learned potentially learned that is normal and this is what we've been choosing what we've been participating in and what we've been creating over and over in all different ways one way we might manifest this kind of stuff would be in the type of work that we choose work that we are not valued we are underpaid we're overworked we're exhausted that is a, a physical expression of this stuff and the same for symptoms and diagnosis it's another way to physically express this stuff and this is it this is the soul searching and this is the healing healing any part within that is needing to manifest the symptoms so are we willing to go here are we willing really to open ourselves up to all of this because we have to be it's too necessary it's too important it's not a coincidence that our body manifests symptoms we're being guided to our own healing we're being guided for the upliftment of every being that we choose to have contact within our life because as we heal ourselves they're, they're going to be in that energy with us and when we get willing to choose our own healing we help others in their healing because we are the living proof that healing happens okay my loves i hope you enjoyed this show and if you did remember to check out your not so chronic discount and join the self-healers society over at notsochronic.com for powerful coaching masterclasses self-healing practices and real friendships with real women who heal themselves we are the revolution i'm sarah see you next time and remember 
healing happens.